Hello and welcome to Caged In, as ever brought to you by the Breadcrumbs Collective and hosted by me, Petros Patsilovus. As we wrap up Cageuary, we look at Cage's first on-screen appearance, not in a film, no, but in a TV pilot for a show that wasn't picked up the best of times. Maybe for them, the worst of times. Directed by Don Mercer, it starred Crispin Glover, Jill Shulan, Kevin Cortez, a load of people you've never heard of, and our boy, Nicholas Copler, as he's credited. To help me decide if this is the best or the worst of times, it's both members of the Brighton two-piece indie punk band Regal Cheer, Max Cleworth and Harry Muneer. How are you, fellas? Hello, Hello mate. How's it going? So, yeah, I thought, I thought let, 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 let's get to it, why, why you guys are here. I thought, what better way, seeing as I've never covered the best of times on the podcast i don't i i don't know why maybe, maybe as a purist it's just the movies we're not we're not talking about the tv um watching the best of times would it be perfect because a lot of songs in this obviously being a band mm-hmm. could probably give us uh some insights into whether these are stone cold classics or or just <laughs> should be should should be sponged from the record books and we should never hear of these songs ever again and obviously, this is Cage's first foray into something. And for you guys, like, yeah, you're on the precipice of your first album titled "Can." So, can you can you tell us a little bit of background on on on, on yeah on, on the album, kind of the genesis of it? I mean, me and Harry started making like started writing stuff uh, in like late 2019, and then uh, just basically since then, I feel like we've probably written about 30 songs. A lot of them are probably rubbish rubbish yeah uh, <laughs> uh, and they haven't seen the light of day though i mean they're probably somewhere in the abyss much like the best of times uh but no, no, no one's really gonna uh no one's really gonna look them out because back then we had like dodgier teeth and you know we just didn't, haven't really found our feet on cinema <laughs> harry hadn't changed his name yet that's, that's, that sort of thing um yeah we, we did two eps then uh then just wrote an album kind of nothing crazy um but all the songs are really short so eps felt a bit uh, of a waste of time uh, not the best of times it was so we were like, let's just write an album next. And it makes sense as well. All really, really short songs. This is probably the shortest thing you've covered, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I haven't like 48 minutes long or something. I haven't yet covered the fake trailer for the werewolves of the SS, which was a part of Fuck. the <laughs> Grindhouse experience. So you yeah. know, like there's the Death Proof and Planet Terror. Oh yeah. There was a load of fake trailers that went in there and Nicolas Cage plays Fu Manchu. <laughs> in like uh, is that all right i no, no, no it was a different time it was like the it was the late 2000s so it was a, it was a very different era to, uh, yeah. to now like it wasn't questionable then no, yeah, 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 yeah. times of times of progress if gwen stefani can get away with it i'm sure i'm sure nicholas yeah. cage can too harajuku gal and old, yeah. old nick cage fu manchu yeah it's a different different time and he's uh i don't know cage is no he's no hollaback girl either <laughs> but yeah um and obviously, yeah, this being this being a short thing, I thought, yeah, it'd be perfect. You guys have got short punk songs and like yeah, we're we like I've 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 listened to the album. Like I remember Max sent it to me. I don't know. So how yeah. I feel like, like I feel, yeah, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I heard this album ages ago. We've heard it for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They recorded it in January of twenty twenty two. Yeah. And then yeah, just just been trying to release it since then, really. 
but everything takes ages in the music industry apparently so yeah we're really impatient so it's been difficult to sit on it but. We're, we're also big on uh on, on dopamine and compliments so yeah uh, so you know just mm. just giving it to giving it to people far too early essentially anyone who asked really I got yeah to... it was uh, as soon as we got it back we were just too excited to sit on it so we just sent it to everybody that we knew yeah and that's just, probably going to be very detrimental to the streams but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only people that would have listened to it have already heard it but yeah, nothing new <laughs> but it's, it's quite cool as well that you were uh, that, that we're on the first ever thing cage is done because uh i was the very first ever guest on this podcast that is so. true that is true it's a, it's a return two times return for max and a first time for harry yeah so I guess, yeah, because it is your first time here, uh, Harry. I just kind of need to ask you a couple of like preliminary questions about your kind of relationship with Nicolas Cage like, as, okay. a, as, as a film watcher. <laughs> Are you a fan of Nicolas Cage? I kind of get the vibe you're not. Like, I, I like him as a, as a personality. I know him more of it as a personality than as a film star. I'm a very bad film watcher. I actually don't think I've seen many films and... Uh, I'm trying to, I was trying to think today what films I've seen him in, and the list was maybe it was one hand. You know, I think I've seen Kick Ass. Uh, okay. That's maybe about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your? What, what's your? Have you got lasting impressions of Kick Ass? Or I, I think he was good in it. Yeah, it was great. I watched that thing on well, Netflix, the history of swearing that he was in yeah. as well. Yeah, um, it was fun to watch him say cunt, but. I find it interesting because what I'm gathering from this is like, sounds like a short attention span. It's all making sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? I turn all films off after one minute and 30 seconds. Well, ask him about <laughs> cartoons and he'll fucking cheer you <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can watch a whole season of Adventure Time in one sitting. <laughs> like, I can't watch a whole movie. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I'll watch uh, Futurama again instead. Well, that, I think that's the crazy thing with... I, it feels gross to call it content, but like obviously, as films are getting like at the moment, we're going for a spate of no film is shorter than like two hours. I, yeah. I've got a gripe with that, to be honest. It's like if if you've got like historically, if you had like a couple of hours to kill before doing something, you could just like put a film on or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, nah, this is this is your entire day. Yeah. I'm yeah. just gonna look at my phone for two hours instead. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like. Over the Christmas period, I was like, I went to see the new Avatar film more out of a like a sense of duty as like a film fan. <laughs> yeah. like, everyone like you hear people going, oh, it's pushing, it's pushing what cinema can do to like a new a new level and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh well, I guess if I like want to be, a, I want to be a part yeah. of the conversation. I want I want to see like it, has James Cameron do, done it? Has he has he pushed the barriers of what you can do with film forward? And then I realized, like, I was like, I'm going into like a, like a three o'clock screening. I'm not gonna, like, this is like my day. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like, I, I got out of there. It was dark. Yeah. You know I mean? like, do, do you feel like having that obligation to to be part of the conversation, kind of thing? Because obviously, what you do, it's like detrimental to your film enjoying experience. And do you feel like you've seen a load of fucking tripe because of it? Like. No, because I'd, I'd imagine it would be different if, like, I was really in the nuts and bolts of, like, if I worked in yeah, film. Yeah. But like, I'm just like, just a big film fan, so like, <laughs> obviously, like, I can watch it through, like, just uh, I don't know. I think doing this podcast is very much like I have to be like, I'm just gonna sit down and watch this film and not like 
analyze it and like <laughs> yeah. think oh i'm gonna have to talk about this for yeah. an hour or so not keep your eyes peeled for nicholas cage all the time yeah or just or just like oh yeah can it like uh, can i read into the themes and the yeah. meanings of stuff like it's just trying to say something about the wider world like it's like no sometimes it's just a load of blue people fucking up a load of like humans <laughs> like that's all it is like was it good no yeah, I never saw the first one. Well, I had a realization, maybe like half. Like I think as I was there, I was like, "This is yeah." Like in the cinema, I was like, "Yeah, it's, this is great." And then half hour afterwards, like I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know which actor played which character." In this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I went, I went onto Wikipedia to have a look, and then I realized, oh, I don't remember any of the character names yeah so i don't mm. even know like if i could like go, oh yeah i remember that actor doing that voice for that character it was like i've got i've got no idea you know what i mean it was kind yeah. of like if you ever get it like whilst you're doing something like this is the best time ever and the moment you stop doing it you're like Oh, oh, that's no, that's crap. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what that defines: masturbating. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you looked me intently in the eyes there, Max, and I thought you were going to be like, "Yeah, that's doing a podcast." Like, oh, no! <laughs> you had the uh, the post Avatar clarity. I did, I did, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The post blue nut clarity. Um, well, yeah, let's. So, so, so not a Matt, like, so a kind of more a fan of the kind of who Nicolas Cage is as a person than Harry. Yeah, yeah, I think to. so. Like, I, I, I'd gladly watch any film that he's in. Like, it's not like I'm avoiding him. Yeah. But I just don't watch films in general. It's just like, if he was a, if he was a voice in a cartoon, I'd probably be a bit more of a fan. But, oh, you uh, liked him in Spider-Man? I did like, what, which, uh, he was in the... Spider-Man into the, the Spider-Verse, Spider yeah. Who was he in that? Spider-Man Noir. Oh, no, he was the Noir one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have there's two films then. There you go. <laughs> that film, he has like six lines, but it's like, has like a whole character arc and it's yeah. so impactful that when like he says to him at the end, like, I uh, love you guys. Yeah. Like with that kind of pregnant pause in it, it's like, oh, you really feel that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of really like not had that much screen time, but like mm. he's the perfect guy for that because I think he understands the the history of like the noir cinema and stuff like that that he's yeah. playing upon and that is like an app that's that's got to be like one of the best animated things for years 100 percent. Right? it's like, like i, I want to watch it again right now just yeah, mention yeah. it like i forgot yeah, how good it yeah, was yeah, like, you, you watched that at my old place yeah uh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah i think i'd watched it and i was like yeah came around yours like I know it's gonna sound crazy. <laughs> we gotta watch. We gotta watch the, the, the spider. We got all like no. We watched it yours, and I kind of went, yeah. went back as like to my yeah like uh, to my son's mum and be like, we gotta watch this. Like this is great. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so two cage things. So two, two whole cage. Well, three now after we watched the blurst of times. What was it? the best of times? The blur. <laughs> the blurst of times. <laughs> um, so let's. Let's talk about the best times. I think through this we can kind of delve into some stuff with the band as well. Um, so, what? Yeah, who wants to who wants to I, dive I, on the grenade and tell us what this is about? Well, I've made some notes, Lovely. but um, I think just from the opening scene, my first note was that Crispin's Crispin's mum is a bitch. Okay, she's, she's fucking she's well rude. She's rude to him the whole time. That's that's, I've just written it. That's 
<laughs> One of the things I got like from that from that intro thing. So yeah, what 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 is this about, Harry? What is what is the best of times? Like? I wish I could really. It's basically, tell you, it's but... basically, it feels like if uh, Skins was filmed in the 80s, but in Winchester. Or like somewhere <laughs> like mega quaint, where like everyone's meant to be like fucking... Everyone know, knows everyone. Yeah, like Chocolate Rivers and it's like that sort of thing. <laughs> and like Gold Falls from the Sky. And it's uh, none of the problem. Like the whole the whole premise just seems to be like this guy, this kid, Crispin. Is it Crispin the main Crispin, guy? Crispin, yeah. Yeah, he's like it's really, really hard being a teenager. And like, you know, if you hang, if you ever see a teenager, give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's yeah, like, it's like teaching adults how to treat 17 year olds. Yeah. But you, but like, he probably doesn't realize the character that like most teenagers, like obviously are cunts. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so like he's got, he's got absolutely every right to, uh, sorry, they've got every right to kind of be like, mate, cool it down or whatever. Yeah, leave it out. Yeah, and it's like, and you saw the fucking stay of his room. It's like, yeah, he said his mum's an arsehole or whatever, but like... His room is a shithole, yeah. His room is an absolute fucking bombsite. But, um, but yeah, fuck it, man. Like, that's uh, that's kind of what the, uh, the the premise of the film is, I guess, uh, the, the, the episode is. I, I can see why it didn't really get picked up, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's all like, over the place. It's like a series of vignettes and kind of like small segments almost like a kind of like variety show yeah of like one or two line bits and what it don't kind of go had, anywhere what it had the vibe of for me was i'm not sure about you guys but like <laughs> like a like an overlong psa video yeah you know i mean like some kind of like you expected one of them to be about like the ills of drugs like i, yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if it's like Kevin, like Kevin, is trying pot. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then, like, there's a line of the shot his mom's head off. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a line at the start. The, the, the fucking kids in his dirty room, and his mum's shouting at him, and he's just like, "Yeah, every, all adults just think all kids are just on dope." And it's like, <laughs> I fucking wish I was on dope when I was watching this, man. It's, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, the people who were making it, not the kids, but the fucking people who were making it, were definitely high as fuck. <laughs> well, that like, it, it, it very much reeks of like adults trying to write for teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bo the, boomers for zoomers kind of shit. Yeah, because like. at the time, like Cage would have been about eighteen years. Like all of them would have actually been teenagers. I tell you what's mental. The only thing which made me think it's not like a Grease situation where there's like fucking pensioners playing school kids is because he looks like a fucking, he looks about four years younger than he does now. Yeah. The, the only thing is his voice is like, he sounds younger. That's yeah. literally it. And like, he's probably in better, you know, probably know his body better than I do, but like, he sounds like he's in like. And I feel like he's grown into his teeth a bit more now. I think he might have new teeth. Potentially. <laughs> He's got that cage money to get some new teeth with. And new fucking... teeth, new hair. Yeah. <laughs> he had a good haircut in this, though. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, I mean, I mean, a good flock of seagulls going on, you know? Well, his intro as well. What did you think of his intro? It's like... It made my back hurt. He's, <laughs> he was fucking doing some crazy one-armed push-ups, but it looked like he was just trying to hurt himself out of form yeah showing off yeah big time but uh yeah he was just on like fucking for some reason he was the only character that was on muscle beach mm -hmm. <laughs> but they didn't show anybody else exercising it was just him that, that's what i think is funny about these sorts of uh like shows and like films sort of thing where it's like oh it's a you know they're all like kind of different in their own way it's they're like cage probably the k nick the character's called nick right 
Like he, all he, of them are like their own names. Oh, really? So, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, yeah. What, what do you react to in real life? You react to that on this. Come on, let's make this as easy as possible. Mm. But like, he probably, he probably would have bullied that guy who was like trying to get all the girls, kind of thing, who just couldn't. Well, yeah, it's a kind of, it's a weird ragtag band of kids. Yeah, yeah. they're I mean? trying it's to like, call the boxes for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like apart, like yeah, like I, I don't know, like. Uh, and they did like you didn't really get a sense of them as a group apart from there's a very like odd sequence because it's split up into these vignettes the big thing at the beginning is hey the gang need more quarters down at the convenience store (laughs) Um, like and yeah the store clerk is played by jackie mason who as 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 animation loving harry pointed out before we started recording is uh it's crusty's dad rabbi krostovsky <laughs> yeah yeah i clocked him immediately i was like oh fucking hell crusty's dad's in this as mr <laughs> o'reilly and I, 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 I don't want to cast aspersions here but he does not sound like a mr o'reilly yeah like, he's the least irish sounding man yeah, i've yeah, ever yeah, heard yeah. in my life <laughs> real real quick when you said crusty's dad earlier i immediately thought uh like Mr. Krabs. And I was there like, honest to God, I I was thinking like... The father of the Krusty Krab. (laughs) Why is he a rabbi? But yeah, no, fair enough. Now that's that's making a lot more links. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Jackie Mason. It's kind of with his like deadpan drool throughout this. He's like, hey, you kids need to get off the dope. You need to stop it with the rock and roll. It's making you deaf. He had a few zingers to be fair. Yeah, he had all the good lines, I reckon. Yeah, he was very much like he owed somebody a favour. Yeah, right? it's like, <laughs> Jack, like, like we need we need somebody with some clout in it. Jackie, yeah. get over it. <laughs> and he's uh, not buying tickets to see the Talking Heads anytime soon. No, ah, that, that, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's that. There is a, like a through line throughout this of, and I reckon that could easily like we could easily do some dubbing. Could be a great promo in the future. It's like, hey, have you got that new Regal cheer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're going to nick that as a bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was already. We've discussed it already. <laughs> Big reveal. I, I, I've got to. I've, I've got to put it on. This <laughs> <laughs> awkward dancing in the shop. Yeah, he's like, I wish I was deaf. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 hear that sound? Silence. Yeah. This is what I like. Yeah, it's what you like when you're my age. Uh, um, but. Yeah, with with Cage's intro, like, what did you think of like? Because he's kind of espousing all about Rocky, right? It's kind of like yeah, he keeps mm. talking about punching meat and stuff. What's what's great of like what's great about that for me is like a kind of like I don't know, diehard like seeing things like um, I don't know, uh, Brussel crow in a beautiful mind or something like mm. that, or 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 yeah, do you know what I mean? Like Alan in the hangover when he's trying to work, like when he's ca- yeah. card counting. <laughs> Is Nicolas Cage's auntie plays Adrian in the Rocky films? So it's great that like it's kind of big first on like his on screen thing ever. I like there's debates out there that he's like an extra in a film. I don't think that counts. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the first time he spoke on screen, even <laughs> if he didn't hit the small screen. I'm really not covering myself in glory here with my like cinematic or TV knowledge, 
But I've never seen Rocky, and I just assumed Adrian was like a guy, like one of his mates or something. I also did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian, uh, his, his auntie. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like his fucking, I don't know, the guy he was fighting that he lost against or yeah, something. Yeah, something like, like that. Oh, you got me again, Adrian. You know, Adri Adrian is, is the love interest. Is in Adrienne? Yeah, Adrienne, yeah. It's uh, e, I see. No, I mean, to be oh, fair, so that's is, just Adrian! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't know what he's doing there, but um, yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty great. Like, um, like overall, I will start with you, Max. Like, what did you think of his like of Cage's performance in this? Because like he does get all, all of them kind of get a little bit of time to shine, especially like him and Crispin Glover, mm -hmm. like who kind of went on to have careers. Careers, yeah. The, yeah. the rest of them, like from doing a tertiary look on like Wikipedia and stuff like that. Some of them have had careers in other stuff, but nowhere near the kind of like. I don't know mainstream success. Yeah, no one else has been on Wogan. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, like what? Yeah, one of them is Nicolas Cage, and the other one is George McFly from Back to the Future. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a few years later, like, I don't know. but um, yeah, they 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 get they get massive amounts of screen time, and they both kind of get these monologues and cage gets like a monologue about the army so yeah like, i thought it was funny that he got a monologue about the army and he's there like uh what's he say he's like oh you don't think there'll be a war do you and it's there like you're literally lord of war <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i've seen that actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that... I, thought, I thought cage was all right like yeah it was uh i thought it was good um, yeah I thought it was funny he was gutted he couldn't hear about his dad's war crimes but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just like yeah the uh He's still as erratic as I think he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I haven't really seen him in a lot of stuff. I know that he's kind of known for being this kind of bit of a bit of a wacky guy, a bit of a yeah. bit of a bit of a wild card. And uh, he definitely came across like a wild card in this. Just kind of, he, he's either beefing up on the beach, or he was trying to pull girls, or he was talking about going to the fucking army. He seemed pretty then, good at pulling girls, to be fair. Yeah, like he was. Uh... He was on that. But his prospects were all over the place, you know? He was just like, shall I go to Harvard or Yale or the military? And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like with, yeah, with, like, I think with him, like it's kind of, I don't know, crap as the script is, because it's pretty, yeah. you can see in his performance, especially in that, like, like that, that, that speech he's given is pretty milk toast and like pretty rubbish. You can see the kernels of like a great, talent yeah like. yeah mm -hmm. but are you saying that because you've seen because you've seen him since kind of thing and you know that he's good if like if like i don't know one of the other people in there the kid one of the other kids or whatever would have like no is that rose tinted glasses i don't think so because i think there is like a genuine pathos in the way like he'd like talks about it and obviously he's directing it basically like talking to you and there's this yeah. kind of like this questioning that i think is quite interesting and like you can definitely see where like people would have seen that and gone like yeah maybe we'll cast this yeah, guy yeah, and yeah. Like before. he did but, have like maybe the second most lines in the whole thing yeah so like he was a a big player in this thing i suppose what do you, i've got to ask you guys obviously you guys have played like gigs up and down the country and um you, you're, you're, yeah, you, you've got a tour planned for for February. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the portrayal of like there's a there's a kind of a 
band thread that goes throughout this and i'm not sure if you guys picked up on this but there's one of the female characters um julie i think she wants to be in a band mm-hmm. and uh, um it's kind of like yeah it's, it's she's tar- a roadie yeah tars and lugging <laughs> stuff about i'm not sure if you picked up on this there is a moment she pulls out like a a drum hard case from a van and treats the drums <laughs> terribly. I just I kind didn't of, notice this. Oh, I, I felt I, I just like my heart sank as somebody is like, do you know I mean dabbled being in bands and just like and kind of had that that fear. Like, do you guys like that's got to be the worst part of being in a band, right? Is all the just kind moving of stuff from moving stuff, moving shit about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and guess. The rejection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The constant rejection <laughs> yeah, takes yeah. a takes a number yeah. one over lugging stuff yeah, from A yeah, to B. Your, yeah, uh, your your uh, your muscles hurt, mm-hmm. uh, and your uh, your feelings hurt a lot of the time. Yeah, sometimes your fucking kidneys. <laughs> yeah, and your bank. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, because you you were like you said the most um, the least realistic thing about the band portrayal was that they got offered eventually $125 to play a school gig for their first show for their first show but back in that then it's there like they couldn't really be there like oh yeah whack, I've whacked it up on SoundCloud like it's got a, you know <laughs> yeah it's had a few few listens or whatever this but is... she managed to barter up from 50 quid to 125 in a phone call she's good but now that would be like going from like you want to give me nothing no you have to give me fucking 500 pounds yeah and then I'll play the pub on a Tuesday it's like yeah. <laughs> Never gonna happen. What, was, what I thought was pretty impressive, though, with uh, with her was that she and um, that was the point. They were like, "Yeah, cool, you can be in the band," because basically they saw that the, she had some use, kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, but uh, but she never practiced with them. They went to the gig and she ripped a fucking solo. Yeah, I think she should have led with how much she can shred on the guitar, yeah, yeah, and less yeah, so yeah. with her managerial squir- uh, skills. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously, I. I, I I, I I'm out. I, I don't I don't know this world at all. Like, what is the what is the the going rate for for gigs? Like, well, you're it... lucky to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the going rate. I mean, I don't know, but you don't often barter with people over the phone and over double your initial. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally like if they're like, oh, actually, can we have five pound more, or can you give us some hummus? And it's they're like, no, you're actually not playing the gig anymore. Yeah, yeah, You can have five pound more, but you're not getting any rider, and you can't bring any friends in. <laughs> so you think like maybe seeing this as a teenager it would have like given you like false hopes of oh, 100 percent. What yeah, it would have yeah. been like to be in a band. Um, yeah, but no more than like School of Rock did for like us, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they played at like fucking two o'clock on a fucking Wednesday afternoon or something. And, like, yeah, and killed it at the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, yeah. Really fucking showed no vacancy what it was for, you know? Yeah, but yeah. have you guys got a song like Teacher's Pet? Come on, like. I mean, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. If we did, then we'd be filling out stadiums. Yeah, but that song's far too long for us, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. lose interest halfway yeah. through. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want to be the Teachers PE, right? Good night, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely get past the fucking keyboard intro. What else have we got here on my notes? Um, yeah, so we've like, I don't know, uh, uh, as a band, what did you think of the portrayal like, on screen? Is it cringeworthy or is it? Well, it of... felt like a Back to the Future rip off a little bit. Well, it's pre Back well, to the Future, oh, okay. which is crazy. Mm. Like if you if you think about it, Crispin Glover has a whole speech about how his parents met in a band years uh, met at a dance years ago, mm-hmm. and like they were doing the twist and stuff like that. So you can only imagine that would have been like the nineteen fifties. Yeah. yeah, and then the end of this film 
has somebody, like you said, shredding it on stage playing the guitar, which is kind of like the the big moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, in yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> and it's like an element of like, was Robert Zemeckis, did, was he like sent a tape of the best of times? <laughs> yeah. Like as a thing of like, oh, maybe Crispin Glover. It's like your guy. Yeah, he just cherry picked all of his yeah, favorite bits. Yeah, no, like, fucking... that would have been like the kind of showreel for him. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he's, he's like, he could play like a, dw- a dw- dweeby teenager. This is what we need for the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're actually going to nick a bit of this. Yeah, that's a good ending. Yeah, we're going to make a bit of this. Yeah, like, oh, that really fucking rocks. Yeah, yeah we're going to like... <laughs> now give me a love line. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have Michael J. Fox like hopping it about the stage, shredding on... All you needed was for like, like Nick Cage's character to be there on the phone being like, Hey, I got some music for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just like cut to him doing the splits on the fucking dance yeah. floor or whatever. <laughs> he had some moves actually. He did, yeah, there. yeah. He's got, he's got some flexibility. He has. He has, yeah. <laughs> he has, like, he, he, no, he has. Like, which, like, I don't know. I guess we don't really get to see that in dancing until we get to Wild at Heart. But, like, we kind of do see Cage's, like, rubber-limbed abilities in a lot of his performance. I know, yeah. like, a big one for us, Max, is Vampire's Kiss. Mm, yeah. Like, that is kind of like a man made of rubber, like, the way yeah. he's, like, contorting his body <laughs> and throwing himself about. Or, like, uh, Raising Arizona, if either of you have seen that. He kind of basically playing... You, you might like it, Harry, because he's okay. basically playing, like, a, a Tex Avery cartoon come to life. Okay. So, like, Wiley Coyote or something. <laughs> so, re, re, uh, yeah, like, really fun. But, yeah, it's, it's good to see, like, the... Him, I don't know, flexing it about and, and, and being stupid. And yeah. I think a point that yeah, that brings me to is there's a lot of musical sequences in this. What did you guys make of those? Harry, what did you think of the musical sequences? Oh, they were all jarring. <laughs> <laughs> was it, so the, there was, there's the, the first one was, is Dolly Parton, right? Nine to five. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which didn't really make a lot of sense. Cause they did a car wash, the, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, also I feel like, like there's, a, there's a pretty open goal there. What yeah. Have gone for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I reckon it was a rights issue. Uh, yeah. 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 But like, None of them have nine to five jobs. No. They all have part time jobs. And that one was the whole point. Three. One of them has three part time jobs. He does. He does. Well, yeah. So, but he's still so, soon to, to be two because he knocks over a couple of cans of paint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how you get sacked in the eighties. Uh, and then the, the second one was uh, a Pat Benatar song where they're dancing in, in a, a, a jeans shop, mm-hmm. but. I don't understand how that's got anything to do with denim, but and there's a weird to link there's it. a weird song they sing about like doing chores as well, and like yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> like to to this weird montage of like chores going wrong. So like a guy falling through a hedge whilst he's mowing the lawn, yeah, but the looks, hedge comes out like, in a perfect yeah, cube. Perfect cube, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy a guy a guy picking up an iron hot like hot side to ham, yeah. But you don't see him put it down the wrong way up. But he's like not phased. <laughs> he's not really phased by it in the he's way that you would. He's not as phased as you would do if you yeah. had like that degree burns on your yeah. fucking. Yeah, you'd, you'd hand. let it go yeah. for starters. You wouldn't hold on to the hot bit. <laughs> and then yeah. the, the girl who's washing the car, and then it comes back to her in a couple of scenes later, like a couple of clips later, and she's still washing the car, but then somehow the handbrake's been taken off and it's just rolling down the driveway. Right destination. Yeah, that's some real like. Uh, yeah, Dad's going to be pissed off about that one. Well, there's some, like, mad stuff in that. One, one of the things I noticed in that is clearly they've, like, 
called everyone in to do like ADR afterwards. And I'm not sure, again, if it's like my ear is just tuned into his voice, but you can just hear like Cage like caterwauling over the top, going like, whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, kind of like just gone like, I don't know, it'd be like you guys in the studio were like, Max, like, let's just go for it again. Just, yeah. just freestyle for us, baby. Yeah, yeah. On, on, yeah, yeah Nicky, mate, can you just do some ad libs? Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> so that 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 kind of yeah that, like, I, I wanted to talk about like the the recording process that feels like a the, like caged in his wild uh overdubs and stuff like that like what is the recording process for you guys like is it is it you two in a room like is is it, is it and is it different from the eps or is it kind of uh when we recorded the eps we kind of did all the bits separate so mm-hmm did the drums first and then laid all the guitars and the vocals and stuff on top of that. Um, but we fucked it up a couple of times. So a couple of the songs just went straight in the bin because we mm. didn't do them right. Um, but they ended up getting recycled and resurfaced later. A few like chunks from stuff we recorded on the EPs have like found a new lease of life in songs on the album. But when we went in to do this one, we just wanted it to sound as close to sort of the live sound as possible. So recorded everything together and then did more guitars and stuff over the top of it and stuff like that. But trying to catch that kind of linking in together and being mm-hmm. in the same room and that kind of thing and not having too many like layers and bells and whistles and like crazy shit going on that we can't replicate while we're trying to play it. So it's like as true to form as we could try and get it really. But that was the aim. So like technically are you like, are you are you like can you like look into the, the like the whites of each other's eyes or are you kind of like got barriers up and do you know what I mean like trying to trying to stop that like bleed in the microphones and stuff like that or is it kind of like let that stuff basically like bleed into each other and like kind of be a part of the experience of like the, I, th- the song? I, I think there was definitely sort of like uh guitars um picked up on your takes kind of thing. yeah on the drum yeah. mics and yeah stuff, yeah because like we were in the obviously in the same room kind of thing but um i don't think there's like too there's too much of that um not that that's a bad thing either no, no, that, no. Adds, that adds like a kind of that's like, kind of i think that's sort of what we were hoping there'd be a little yeah, bit sort yeah of like yeah that's like a texture little, right yeah, yeah yeah definitely like and it's something you don't really have to like it's it's hard to engineer that in do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's way better to kind yeah, of try and capture that in the room than pe- trying. Pe- people do, don't they? They yeah. kind of like that. They'll like when I don't know. They'll either reamp. Do you know what I mean? Guitars yeah. and stuff like that, and kind of yeah, create these weird things. Like you listen to like podcasts, like tape notes and stuff like. Yeah, like people go, oh yeah, no, we kind of we, we yeah, well, that's all manufactured. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 we're never in the same room. It's recording over yeah. lockdown. Yeah, like, separate it. houses. <laughs> How long does like obviously yeah you said they're short songs. How long does an album like yours take to record? Like was it a short process? We did like, it in uh, we did it in two and a half days. Wow, at Brighton Electric. So did I think basically all the drums and the like the kind of guide guitar parts on the first day, which was kind of that was the half day. Yeah, and then came in the next day, did a bunch more guitars and bits and bobs, and then started doing all the shouting. Yeah, and then the last day we got our mates and I finished off all the shouting and stuff like that, which was a bit of a task. We left quite a few to look, to do on the last day, and we were both losing our voices quite badly. But yeah, I think it, there's there's def there's definitely like a 
you can hear like my voice getting very weathered by the end of the album. Uh, but <laughs> it's sexy, yeah. husky, sexy, yeah, husky, sexy. <laughs> but I think it's. I mean, that's just it's a learning curve, really. It's something we're going to take into account next time we go and record, and just yes. make it so that we don't do all of my singing parts first and then leave all of Max's because it's quite disproportionate. And Max does a lot more singing than I do. So, what, what was there ever like um, that feeling? Because there's been such this kind of prolonged time between like the album being recorded of like was there a like a thought of yours being like oh we, we could i could go back in and like redo those not, not necessarily <laughs> like that but it's like it's more like and like i know we've spoken about it before where we'll listen to the album one day and be like i'm really like proud of this and then other days you listen to it and be there like this is fucking shit. yeah yeah really like i mean yeah so we finished it in january i think we got like the mixes and the masters and all that stuff back in like I want to say sort of March, April yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. And then for the next sort of six months solid, we were, sort of, it, it was almost like two weeks on, two weeks off of like, yeah, this is really good. This is like, you know, I'm happy to put my name on this. And then like Monday would roll around and be like, I fucking hate all of this and I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the next week it would be like, oh, no, this is a fucking sick actually. I quite like this. But yeah, just, I think that was just from, not having any other input apart from us two listening to it over and over and over again. So you, we can't tell if it's good or not. Well, have you been playing <laughs> a lot of the songs live from the album? Pretty much all of them yeah. apart from like two There's or three. two that we've never played live, which we'll be playing on the tour. Um, and uh, a lot of them... Most, to be honest, a lot of them we... we because we recorded, sorry to cut you off there, we oh. like, because we recorded the EPs and then pretty much started writing straight away, then played our first gig. So like a few of them, we've literally played on like all of our gigs. Yeah. And they were sort of like, we, we finished the EPs and stuff and we're like, okay, let's go play some shows. But there's at least two or three songs that we don't like on the EPs that we're not going to play live. So we're like, we have to pad this out somehow. So we just started writing, but we write really fast anyway, really. Mm -hmm. Like if we've got ideas, we tend to just stick them out until they're done and they come together pretty quickly just because it's, easy to communicate with just the two of us and um yeah everything's a fucking minute long so it's like <laughs> we get past the minute 30 it's like right that's done it's on to the next one <laughs> yeah i'll say that as somebody who's like listened to the songs and kind of obviously listeners might not know this but probably do if you're a long time listener obviously we're, we're, we're friends like so, yeah, yeah. so see, like yeah, it's not weird you're in our house <laughs> <laughs> but Obviously, like, literally, they're so easy. And because stuff happens in the songs, just sometimes just the once, mm -hmm. it's so easy to just be like, oh, I really love that moment, whether it's something mm -hmm. that happens, like a, a melody or like a kind of like uh, some kind of hook, even if it's not like a chorus line. And then you go, oh, that only happened once. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love a tease. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I found myself when you released like uh, Castanets and there was i think yeah kind of all of the singles and my, my my spotify will just like play the playlist on loop and it's like oh i've like easily just listened to this song like 20 times in a row like yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's like there's something beautiful to that like as somebody's like has messed around with music and stuff like that like i love i love kind of really exhausting i like as many ideas in a short amount of time yeah, as you well just try, i'll try our best to make it so that no one like gets bored you can, yeah you can dislike <laughs> it that's fine but like don't want you to be bored yeah because like i mean we, we've kind of boxed ourselves in to this kind of mindset now where like Always. sometimes we'll, we'll listen to a 
we'll check out a new band or something and we'll get like a couple of minutes in and be like, oh, this song's well fucking long. Yeah, we, we got, it's only three minutes, but like. <laughs> we, we, we got asked to play a gig and it was like with a band who like, well, yeah, we played and it was like, I don't know, we like them. And it was really good kind of thing. But we listened to like, like their most played song on Spotify. It was when we were recording the album. Yeah, yeah. So like we were really in the thick of everything is one minute 30. And like, it got like, I don't know, it got to what we thought must have been about four minutes. And we were like, this probably should have ended by now. And we looked and it was like one minute 15 or something. Yeah. Like, so oh, this, <laughs> this is actually stupid. Yeah. We're just ruining our own attention spans at the same time. Yeah. But like, you, that's you, the kind of music we gravitate towards. I mean, I, I do personally. We've well, like, created music for, for, for the kind of like, all of your songs can fit into a reel on, on Instagram. <laughs> all of your songs yeah. can fit into the algorithm perfectly. Yeah, so like. Theoretically, we should be very marketable. Yeah, I can't wait, I can't wait to play Wembley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes set at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like one of, the, uh, one of the singles we were playing for a while, um, Behavioural Patterns, and initially that was only like 40 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played it on a tour that we did and uh, with a couple of like some our mates bands. And then um, every single time we, we played it, they were like, you need to make that bit longer because it's annoying that it ends that soon. And that's the only time we've ever made anything slightly longer. And now it's one minute, 10 seconds. Yeah, and that's one minute, 10 seconds. So we did the, the thing that they liked two more times, but it's because yeah. we were only doing it once to be fucking difficult and just to be a bit fucking... Obtuse. This will be funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah most of the time, it, the, the 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 mentality is, will this be funny for us and yeah. no one else? And if it is, then it tends to make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is very much like the the attitude on this podcast. Um, listeners will know this from Christmas. You guys may not like. Don't expect you to listen to every episode. Uh, I had I had a joke that the film we were covering was Last Christmas, and then. I created a, a loop that probably went on for way too long where it said, um, last Christmas we talked about the film Klaus. This Christmas we talked about, we're talking about last Christmas, we talked about the film Klaus. This Christmas we talked about, we talked about the film last Christmas. And just had that going on for me, like, way longer than I should have done. A real shithouse bit, yeah, yeah. But for me, like I was like, that makes, like when I thought of that, I was like, that is funny. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I, like yeah, kind of yeah. the anti you. I'm like, let's let's make the bit go on. Let's like, do you know what I mean? Let's make this bit go on longer than a than a regal <laughs> cheer song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, re- I, I remember when, like, um, like I think it was just before uh, last April Fool's Day, and you like tweeted like, "I've got the best guest I've ever got coming on." Like, it's an actual film star or something like that. And then eventually it dropped and it was when he did the one with the pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great bit. That also went on for a little bit too long, but it was funny because it went on for too long. Yeah. I, I, I very, just really lean into it, man. I love it. I very much have the uh, the rake gag from The Simpsons. Such a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my kind of benchmark. It's Stuart Lee... And Sideshow Bob and the Rakes yeah, is kind yeah, of yeah. like what I'm going like, let's just keep going until like people are exhausted and then they get to a point and go, actually, this is funny again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Like, so you've got a focus group. It's like, how many times can you get whacked in the face and grumble until people want to turn it off? <laughs> it's like, just before that, that's when we'll end the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for me, it's like, yeah, let's have a full 45 minute conversation with a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and what, like, like, like you have the abattoir soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> 
was going to yeah. say, you had some real guttural noises as well. It wasn't just like nice little cute little oinks. It was proper, it sounds like you gutted. A, 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 pe- a peek behind the curtain on that is I have like a kind of soundboard on my recording device here. And I actually like programmed in a load of sounds beforehand and recorded that live. So it wasn't like, like I didn't like really write anything. I just kind of like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be in the mindset of I'm interviewing yeah. a pig okay. here. This is true improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the ramblings of a madman. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, back to the ramblings of a madman, the best of times. Uh, so what I like, yeah, is, is, is there any other, like, major moments in this that you feel like we should dive into? Or is it kind of, have, have, have we... There, there is one thing that I noticed that I feel like I need to bring up. It's not necessarily cage-related, but did you guys notice the Charmin advert? Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had, old like... Old branding. Old branding, but it was also, like, a weird negative like transparent background and it had like a proper like demonic baby yeah, on the thing instead tough. of like a cute little koala and i just i saw that i was watching it at work and i was like well, i was eating my sandwich and i was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah they, <laughs> like, they chose the worst picture to try and advertise fucking toilet roll yeah, and do you know what makes me think of wiping my ass negatives of babies <laughs> yeah. and, and like, what, zero eyeballs <laughs> what like what makes it weirder as well is it's not like just kind of a baked in ad it's like to, to to the YouTube like rip of like VHS rip of this, it's Charmin like it's like Charmin presents. Yeah, the yeah. Best of time. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's kind of interesting. Obviously, this would have aired on TV. Like, and like I I, I kind of did some dig. It couldn't really find any like reactions to it at the time. Yeah. But like I imagine all of them negative. Yeah, like, I don't think their sales numbers jumped after this came out. No, no. no. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm sure, I'm, I'd I'm, rather have a stinky bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll use uh, Andrex instead. I'll, I'll use my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is which of the gang, like, do you see your, like, if, if, you, if, if you kind of close your eyes and think uh, which, which of these guys is me like who 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 do you relate to harry um the guy who tried to be in a band for ages <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> I, I, I actually think it is her yeah <laughs> i'm the 14 year old roadie yeah. <laughs> what about you max um are you, are you the ladies man calling <laughs> yeah. up call, the guy with the little black guy, right? yeah. kevin cortez so like his kind of whole bit in this is just him trying to find a date for the dance and uh, it goes to some w- takes some weird avenues. Yeah, some yeah. weird cold yeah, he, um, he he sort of hassles women pretty uh, on the fly. Yeah. I mean, he nearly gets himself in a sticky situation by hassling a ten year old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that guy. Yeah, he's not afraid to scrape the barrel. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that guy like he's, he's obviously like some. You can see like the germ of a joke there, but it's just like. It's just delivered poorly and like yeah, yeah. ultimately a bad joke. It's like a miscommunication. Like, oh, you're a 10. He's like, how old are you? He's like, oh, you're a 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. Like the voice wouldn't give it away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I'm probably the, um, okay, like the main character, I suppose. Cri- I don't know. <laughs> Crispin, always, get, always getting stick from your mum about yeah, a messy room. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Dropping things on your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got a dog, to be fair. It's a lot smaller. Um, she the, does, like, pigging out on my bed. The dog's 
dog's name was Max. Every Don't dog's you? called Max, man. <laughs> I swear, I fucking God, if I'm if I'm walking if I'm walking like my dog on uh, on the beach, it's like I feel like the most like popular like person in the world, and everyone's just everyone's shouting at fucking spaniels. No one's shouting at Max. <laughs> me, yeah. me again. Yeah. Maybe you are the kid with the little black book, then, mate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. I'm the future nonce. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Um, so to, yeah, to kind of close off the conversation about the best of times and kind of like cage in TV, cause something like we haven't seen, like he's never, especially when we're living through since the Sopranos, like the same, we're living like the golden age of television. Like, and as we, as, as, as we see as film fans and stuff like that, like the money seems to be like taken away from movies a lot of the time. And it's like, and the talent seems to be like migrating over to TV, but cage has never done it apart from like, as we said, like that, the history of swear words, yeah. which is kind of like, it was more of a hosting job. Yeah. A bit of a yeah. misnomer. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not really like, it's not a dramatic TV show. Like, but, um, he was playing himself. He wasn't. Like, yeah. And yeah. there was, there was, there was a time when he was going to play Joe exotic in a TV show that like fell through. Oh which, yeah. I remember reading about that. I, I think it was for the best. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it very, we didn't need any more fucking Tiger King. And it very quickly like shook out that like, Joe Exotic didn't need any more spotlight. Either. <laughs> no, he, was, no. he was not a good guy. Like, no. um, but yeah, like, what kind of, if, like, hey, where do you think Cage would, like, suit in TV? Whether it is, like, do, do you, could you see him in, like, one of these prestige TV shows, like the kind of Sopranos or something like that? Or uh, I could, Right, maybe, but like, I was thinking, not necessarily because it'd be good, but imagine, like, Nick and Dex and uh, Saturday Night Takeaway. <laughs> so like a variety show. Yeah, yeah. And he just gets like, you know, in the mid-2000s, gets like Fight Star up or something like that. And he's just like <laughs> fucking, you know. Doing pranks. Doing like, pranks on people. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, Nick and Dom in the bungalow. Just like, well, <laughs> him just doing like a really, really like subtle bogeys in like a fucking morgue or something. Bogeys. I think he would do well if... Uh, he was playing, what's his name? In the IT crowd, you know, Noel Fielding's character. Is it Richmond, the weird little vampire oh, yeah. guy? I think he would suit that character pretty well. Yeah. I could see that him being a bit more of an erratic vampire, but that yeah. might be a funny one. Yeah, he, he loves vampires. He loves the <laughs> Peter Lowe and Vampire's Kiss. And yeah, he's going to be playing Dracula in, in Renfield in April. So yeah, I could definitely see him as like some little some little goth in the dark. Yeah, like, you just don't see him for like eight episodes and he's just in a cupboard the whole time. Like, oh, fuck it. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. And I, there is something like I'd love, I'd love to have seen Cage, especially now, like in some kind of like Sopranos kind of thing. Just I was as, trying really hard to think of what Sopranos character he could be though. Or just like, he like, just be like, if it's like a guest star or like a kind of, mm -hmm. you know like how Buscemi like just turns up for a bit in that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Just like, imagine Cage in like a vest and like tracksuit bottoms. Like, yeah, just rinsing Gabagool yeah, and talking about killing like, people, yeah. Sip, sipping double espressos with the guys. <laughs> Obviously he's got the, the Italian-American like uh, yeah. heritage. Well, we've never really seen him like lead into that massively. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah I would love to have seen him as like, like one of the villain characters, like fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Ralphie. 
What about? He was really erratic and like unpredictable, so I think he would have been good as that. What about animation? Is there is there anything like you could you could you could hear hear his voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear him as Bart Simpson. That'd be yeah. fucking hectic. Yeah. You put Nancy Carter out of a job. Um, maybe I, I mean they could definitely write him as like a dodgy robot in Futurama because you've got like a bunch of fucked ones like. You've got like Roberto, the one that's stabbing people, like hedonism <laughs> yeah. bot and shit. Like you could definitely have like a well-mental Nicolas Cage voiced robot in like, oh. I mean, they're, they're rebooting Futurama. So who knows? Fingers crossed. But Or even as like a, one of Fat Tony's cronies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what yeah. I love about that is Fat Tony is voiced by Joe Mantegna, who is in The Godfather Part 3. Hey, really? So, yeah, yeah. And uh, and vo- he does the voice. He, 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 he narrates the Godfather audio book on Audible. <laughs> so like, I, I, I was there listening to it. I was like, fuck, man. It's like, it's it's like having Fat Tony read you <laughs> The Godfather. It's, it's just so good. Like, it's worth it for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then, and then he pulls back the sheet and there's a horse's head <laughs> make me a manhattan <laughs> well what's great yeah well obviously what's great about that is obviously there is the yeah he's he's obviously cast as fat tony because of the connection to the godfather yeah. stuff, but it all kind of comes full circle and like especially being the age we are like kind of like yeah early 30s like oh he's yeah the godfather part three is there but He'll forever be Fat Tony and yeah, exactly. the guy from Baby's Day Out as well. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that film. No. <laughs> Just me on this one. Let's, uh, Do you really think I've seen that? Baby's Day Out. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, is it a film? Yeah. It fell at the first hurdle. No, you might say it as a kid. Like, yeah. Yeah, or, or Criminal Minds. He's a big, big, big player in Criminal Minds as well. Will's <laughs> up in 30, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, as uh, as we kind of anything cage related, we always ask three questions. Um, the first of which being, does Cage have bad hair in this, Max? Uh, no, I, I rate absolutely it. not. It's good no. hair. It's yeah, good, yeah, he's got a good barnet in this as well. One. It's sort of like hair that's like coming back into sort of like yeah, it's 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 now back in the zeitgeist, I suppose, of having yeah. that haircut again. Yes. But um, no, he's got he's got good locks. This boy for 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 a weird like meathead jock character that he kind of plays who looks a lot older than he actually is and he's just exercising all the time you wouldn't think he'd have like full flock of seagulls hair and like fucking an absolute barnet on him but he's got he's got good good hair in this one good hair bad teeth yeah good hair yeah (laughs) does does he do a crazy voice obviously like throughout his career he's done some mad voices obviously we mentioned vampires kiss Mm. earlier like that's cuckoo bananas but i love it but um (laughs) I don't. I don't think he does like uh, a mad voice in the same way that like we think of a cage mad voice. But I think it's just mad that he's got that voice. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. that really like spun me out. He's like a seventeen-year-old with a forty-year-old man's voice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and does he freak out? Obviously, like he isn't yet cage. He's Copler in this, but do we get a cage freak out in any way? I mean, on the dance floor, yeah, he yeah. Really freaks. And he, yeah. I, I feel like he kind of has a bit of like. Uh, not a freak out again in the way that we know Cage to, but more of like um, uh, a bit of an internal crisis, which he uh, peep shows to the camera kind of thing. Yeah, like, when he's breaking the fourth like, wall. He's bre- <laughs> yeah, it's more of like a uh, sort of sad 
early life crisis, but... And all the scenes in which he's exercising, it looks like he's doing it at gunpoint. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. all very frantic and, like, I need to get these crunches in right now or I'm getting a fucking bullet in the head. Well, that, that, that very much, like, reeked of... We've got a day to film all this stuff on the <laughs> yeah. beach. Yeah. Like, like, you better be, you better be pumping iron. Like your life depends on oh, yeah. delivering the lines at like rapid speed. Like, let's let's get let's like let's get through this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the I reckon they had less time to shoot this than you guys had to record your album. Like, yeah, probably, yeah. Like, like, this is very much like the the regal cheer approach to TV making. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on um tell us a little bit about yeah obviously you guys are going on tour this will be well the, the again a peek behind the curtain and kind of maybe a bombshell for you guys this will be released tomorrow so that will be oh, the 31st yeah. of uh february uh january well, well in that case um our debut album cans is out on friday february 3rd on Beth Shalom Records, so you can listen to it everywhere on you stream stuff, or you can buy it on uh, vinyl and cassette on the Bandcamp. And then we're going on tour the following week, starting on the 10th in Norwich. Then we're going to Newport, then Bristol, Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow, Dundee, Sheffield, Leeds, and then Brighton and London. So yeah, in the Brighton and London shows, we're doing the album in full, in order. They're kind of trying to make them a little bit special. Nice. But uh, yeah, we'll be playing basically all the songs, I think. Yeah, um, all, all the songs that we've ever played live and that we're probably going to play live will be played. So those deep cuts probably aren't going to get a look in. Yeah. But, if, but, if, <laughs> but if, if for whatever reason you're listening to this and that was the basis to buying a ticket, so maybe send us a DM or something. Like yeah, tell to... us to play the songs that we don't like. Otherwise we'll continue not to play them. Yeah. If, that's make, if, 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 if that's make or break, and specifically if you live in Birmingham, <laughs> please buy a yeah. ticket to that. Yeah. Um, we'll play whatever you want. We'll cover fucking... Yeah, you know, honestly. Toto, who cares? <laughs> Birmingham heads, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there, support the boys. We're going to have another great band. Uh, really, 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 really big, big, really clever. clever. So uh, it's Jordan and Jared, who used to be in a band called Gender Roles. After that fell into the abyss, they started this new project. And uh, yeah, it's really good. But uh, they snaked me. They said, uh, do you want to play guitar on one song? Because Jared's got to play uh, a solo. And then uh, it turns out I'm playing the whole set now. So, <laughs> yeah. so if you want to come to this tour and see Max really tired because he's doing double duty every night, mm -hmm. then uh, I think you need to come, come see it in person. Again, but... especially if you're in Birmingham. Especially if you're in Birmingham. <laughs> he's he's yeah. the one man... Uh, the Bronx, Mariachi El Bronx. Do you know what I mean? He's doing double duty. All, all tour, baby. <laughs> he doesn't get to play. He doesn't get to wear a sombrero forever. But again, if you live in Birmingham, that make you come a will. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. Let's hope they've got a Las Iguanas or a, uh, that you can that you can you can purchase. Get down the ball ring. Get to Dead Wax Sounds. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks so much, guys, for no, coming and caged in with me. Thank you very much. Mate. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Well, there we have it, guys. We may not have had the best of times with the best of times, but I certainly had the best of times talking to Max and Harry. Thank you once again, guys, for coming on and joining me. That Yeah, thanks. If you're listening, Max, Harry, you're absolute bloody legends. And yeah, if... Uh, if 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 hearing about their process of how they recorded their album, the, like them as a band, they are quite self-deprecating. But please be assured that the music is fantastic, and I really recommend you going out, buying, streaming, and listening to their debut album, 
cans because it's it's really great i've heard it i've had i've had the absolute fortunate pleasure of listening to it and i'm i'm a big fan not only just because they're my friends and it's it's amazing sometimes it's like, like with podcasting it's amazing when your friends do amazing things and they're they're very much in that camp for me and yeah you can you can follow uh regal cheer i forgot to ask them in the episode but i'm, I'm gonna do it for them i'm gonna do a bit of admin for my boys regal cheer uh right now and let you know where the best place is to find those guys online so you can find them on instagram at regal cheer so that is r-e-g-a-l-c-h-e-e-r and you can find them on twitter as well again at regal cheer so please be sure to head on over there for all that good stuff with those guys and if you enjoyed this episode and um i don't know maybe you think feel differently about the best of times maybe you had the best of times with the best of times well you want to let me know that you can find me on all the socials so that is twitter instagram facebook letterbox and tiktok all at caged in pod or you can drop me an email which is caged in pod at gmail.com as for next week on this here podcast I know we said we're kind of, we're, we're, we are kind of stepping out of cageuary territory, but at the same time, kind of not. We're, we're still kind of in the cagey sphere before we get back to some Coppola Connections goodness. Um, I will be joined by Andrew Morgan Smith to discuss the score for The Old Way. Uh, Andrew Morgan Smith is the composer of that score. And we had a fantastic chat about his kind of process, uh, the the love-hate relationship composers have with temp scores. We kind of get into all of it, the the way in which like modern technology helped to kind of track this film and record the band remotely and the orchestra remotely. It's really fascinating stuff. And um, yeah, I'll be you you you. I'll, I I assure you, you enjoy it and. Um, you can you can find out when that is coming out on 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 stream as well. So even if you haven't seen the film, I would definitely recommend listening to the score because it kind of harkens back to classical studio westerns, but kind of has this unique flavour that Andrew brings to it. And we get into all of that next week. So if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of the podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to this right now. Remember to always leave five stars. Four if you're feeling a bit stingy. Never three, never two, and certainly not one. Um, And in your review, always make sure to let me know what you think Bill Murray says to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation. I want to know. I also want to know what's your favourite Nicolas Cage film. One or the other. What, whichever you want to do. Or just, just just exalt me with how great you think this podcast is. Because let's be honest, sometimes, guys, our self-esteem needs a little bit of a lift. So, as ever, I've been Petros Pasilovas. I've been caged in. You've been amazing. And I'll catch you next time. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. 
Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.